Hey everyone, it's Pilar here, co-host on Conversations with Coco and Friends. We're on a bit of a show break right now, but that doesn't mean that there's not a ton of episodes for you to listen to. This week, I'm recommending our trio episode called We're Not Really Strangers, where we actually pull cards from the We're Not Really Strangers card game and we go deep. We ask those uncomfy questions and we throw in a few shots of tequila. Trust me, this is an episode you won't not be smiling about after listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Today is a fun episode, ladies and gentlemen. We've got our drinks. Mm-hmm. It is a Friday night and we decided to do something a little bit different. We are going to play a game and <laughs> hope you enjoy listening to it. <laughs> Literally, I think it's funny because this is how we started. Yeah. We're like, this is what we have to do. Record our conversations because we're all just so much fun. Yeah. We're coming back to our roots. (laughs) It's true. And uh, we've all had a drink and probably many more to come. So we're about to play a card game. We're not really strangers. This card game uh, fell in love with at the beginning of COVID. And here we are. Probably overplaying it at this point. One year later, as SpongeBob (laughs) being would say. Oh my God. Uh, We're Not Really Strangers is the game we're going to be playing. And it was created by Kareen, a model and an artist based in LA. So the card game we're about to experiment with is purpose driven and all about empowering meaningful connections. There are three carefully crafted levels of questions and wild cards that allow you to deepen your existing relationships and create new ones. So let's see how it goes. Level one is classified as perception, and we're going to start there and see how long we can keep it going (laughs) before we either pass out or hate each other. (laughs) Or get too drunk to keep going. I was about to say, everyone take a fat gulp of their beverage. Cheers. All right, cheers. Cheers. What was your first impression of me? Oh. Ooh. Look at me dead in my eyes. I don't <laughs> like it. What was your first impression of Pilar? Sweet and funny. Like, super bubbly, which was a lovely thing. I, like, I can never say there's a single bad impression that I've had about her. I feel like that was the first thing that, that I thought. I was like, oh, I like her. Like, that's, a, you know, the initial thing. Um, and my first impression of you was quiet. Quiet and reserved. I was just about to say that about Pilar. Oh, interesting. Which is like the total opposite of what you got. 
from Pilar, but like I didn't for the first half of the time that you work for us or right before you're about to quit. <laughs> uh, I was an intern basically an intern. giving some background, an intern for the PR side of the company about to leave. Yeah. And then, and then she, she piped up. Let me tell you. <laughs> and, um, and so I, you know, Hal had said, you know, you'd love, you'd love Pilar. And I'm like, Sure. I'm sure I would, but that was when I, we were we were very separate, like mm, our businesses. Siloed. We were so super true. siloed, and I came in to do my bit, and that was about it. Um, and did what I we, our event side was on Coco and Co, so we didn't really cross pollinate the way Literally. that we do now. And um, I was like, yeah, she's quiet, she's sweet. Uh-huh. So funny because my first impression of Coco, literally the first dialogue we had. I've told her this before. I was changing the garbage bag dead ass at Halo. I won't say her address, but (laughs) I was changing the garbage bag at Halo and Coco looked at me and she's like, I really appreciate all your hard work. Literally, that was Coco and I, like our first exchange. And I'm like, I see you and I appreciate you. Yeah, I'm like, like, so, so sweet, so kind, so loving. And it's funny because, like she said, we didn't really have much dialogue, you know? And then when I met Cleo, I'm like, this bitch gets shit done. (laughs) Right away, I'm like, Cleo is an assertive bae. Like, she knows what she's doing. She knows what she's talking about. And she's going to let you know. Period. 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 I feel like, yeah, my first impression of Coco was like, she's, I was like, oh, she's quiet and a little nervous, like a little standoffish. But um, to be honest with you, that's not a thing that dissuades me in any way. I just know that sometimes people are like that. So I was like, "Mm, I like her. And then I I was like, every time I saw her, I was like, hi, how are you? I'd see her out. I'm like, hi, do you want to be my friend? Yeah, it's interesting because <laughs> my first impression, you, again, you worked with us, but you, I wasn't super... Intern. Yeah. I, guess, well, I just collect You just my collect interns. interns. Um, no, you can't be her intern right now. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> but it was, what was different was um, I I got you, I saw you through a lens of somebody else, right? Mm. Um. So definitely my opinion has changed a lot. You, I saw you, you're hardworking, you're a hustler, but you did smoke at the time. And mm. I had this, like, I have a very, like, smoking with me. It's like, I, I end up always being surrounded by smokers, mm. but I hate smoking. <laughs> so that was like something I guess I could say I was kind of judgy about. Um, and you love Beyonce. Remember, you would wear like like a Beyonce sweater or something mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, I still have that sweater. It's a flawless one. <laughs> yes, yes, and I still wear it. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> um, it's just so interesting to see that. So first impressions, it's bullshit. I totally. It's agree. like absolute mm. bullshit. And you think about it on all occasions, like first date. I'm never gonna be amazing. A psychopath. <laughs> I like amazing. You're like psychopath. Wow. <laughs> I love you so much. 
That's my idol. Uh, that, we, this is how that was incredible. We are. That was <laughs> and incredible. that's why we compliment each other. Clearly. <laughs> All that to say, guys, don't go by first impressions because they're literally based on nothing. Because as you can see, we can be shy. We can be nervous. We can be all kinds of different things. And so can you. Next question. Level one, question two. What do you think is the hardest part of what I do for a living? Ooh, you should really I, play this with your like significant other. Like, whoa, seriously, Ooh. and your kids, everyone <laughs> in your life. Like, oh I God. played this one time, and I'm like, I want to share it with everyone I know. Yeah, like it's one of those games where you're like, Ooh. yeah. It stings Ooh. a little. And you, get, and you get to really know people. Yeah. And it uh, totally, like, questions you. That's ask. girl. I love it. Kareen, <laughs> you made a good game. We're, we're two questions deep, and we're like, this is it. Ooh, I would like to take this one for Pilar. Um, I think there's, like, two super hard parts of what you do. Number one, I think it's, like, managing as many, like, people, things, and projects as you do. Like, you know, at, like, the circus, there's people who have, like, the plate spinners, like Pilar is spinning all the plates and like being like, don't let them drop. And it's a lot. And then I think the other really hard part for you is saying no. I think saying no. Yeah. Like drawing the boundary and understanding that you have the space to do that is something I think you've come a long way on, but I still think you struggle with it. Mm. Yeah, I know. I literally have never met anybody that works harder than you. For sure. Rank strength. For sure. Facts. Like 100% absolutely. So now the lesson that we need to learn <laughs> is that you don't like you do so much. I think the hardest part of your job, it's the part that you don't see. So by doing everything and doing it so well and operating at such a high level, it's like um, someone said this to me, Liz, shout out to Liz. She'd always say this to me. She's like, you're like a duck. Like on top, you're like super chill, but underneath your legs are just oh like going. And, and is that ever the most like, accurate so thing accurate. I did ever hear? And then and then yes. I'll be like, okay, it's time for you to take a vacation. And nope. she'll be like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And then <laughs> and it hasn't doesn't happen much, but but and it's because you're you're a person that has a massive capacity. Mm-hmm. And that is very hard to find. So you will struggle within Coco's your... Coco's seen me at my... Coco's literally seen me. The white room. <laughs> yeah. Has seen it's all me happening. break. If, if those walls could talk. Oh, thank but, God they can't. But, but I, <gasps> I, I also recognize that and understand like a, maybe a lot of different people wouldn't... wouldn't like they, they enjoy that. It's very good to enjoy that as an employer, to have someone who operates mm-hmm. so well. It's a great thing. But our job also as employers to everybody out there is to be able to foster one of the hardest things about my job, even though nobody asked me, um, <laughs> is, is for sure the management of people and all of the interpersonal relationships that happen with the more people that you have that work with you. So though it's great to pass stuff off and be able to like grow and focus on the growth of the business, um, f- working on the infighting that happens within the business and making sure everybody is working at their capacity and supporting them. One of the things that I know will help with your growth because you can do everything doesn't mean you have to do everything. 
She's glaring. And that's it. And that's it. Because what you'll realize, um, and I'm someone that like you guys have worked with me on events and you'd be like, bitch, go fucking have a shower. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, because I have to. Yeah. And we got like, and no, I can't don't. let it go. But the reality is, is that um, when you let pieces go, the part that you're really good at, because you have the space to be good at it, makes you so much better. It makes oh the project so much better. Tell them. Tell So you need to have the space to be your best self. And you can't be that when you have 500 plates stacked on your head and they're all spinning. It is, it is your strength for sure to be, to be able to hold a lot of capacity. But it's the little stupid shit that you get yourself involved in to just try to make people happy that will suck your soul dry it's such a catch-22 though because part of what makes people invaluable and like along this journey is being able to have like those capacities right so part of what gets you there to begin with is your ability to do that and then you have to unlearn that it's a lesson yeah it is it's such a lesson and it's hard you can and and it's and it's definitely something i've had to do in my life and and i learn it every day um but it's it's super important because then you're able, all of a sudden, you'll be in something and realize, because I let this, this, and this go, because I let writing a fucking tweet that an intern could write, because I let go of this, like, micromanaging this piece, I was able to drum up an idea that now we're working on globally. Mm-hmm. Or I was able to say, you know what client we should be pitching right now? And you know what makes you the most invaluable person in any company? One, if you're man, if you're able to bring in business, and two, if you're able to manage money for that business, so know that people, my friends, that the way that you get there is for sure is doing the most. But once you've done the most, now you have to learn how to delegate the mm-hmm. most. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, and, that, indeed. and there is the life lesson. Thank you for coming to Coco's TED Talk. I feel like that's all we needed. Like, let's just go get like drunk and wrap. call it a day. But it's so funny, too, because I feel like Coco from day one has always said, if you're in a company and you have your hands on the budget or you have your hands on the financing piece for that company, whether you be a startup, whether you're in the corporate world, they trust you. Like, you are already 100% there, mm-hmm. you know? So I love that, especially women and money. Yeah, the hardest person to fire in any company is the one that holds purse strings. So write that shit down. (laughs) (laughs) So know that your goal in any corporation, any business that you're working in, is to be able to be the person that manages the budget. Make that your goal. I like it. Right? Yeah. Some good takeaways. Some good takeaways. One more question from level one, and then we're moving on to level two. Do you think I intimidate others? Oh my yes, God. Indeed. yes, indeed. Period. Next question. Next question. Why yes. or why not is the last part of this question. Whoa, they make you work. Wow. wow. It's not just yes or no. Why or why not? Well, um, who wants to start? Call, yeah. call for, um, I was like, myself. I'll just, just take my seat and listen. So I think the part about you that makes you great is that you have an opinion. The part about you that intimidates people is that you have a very strong opinion. 
So even in a, in a moment where maybe you could give the person just a little bit of space to have their crazy fucking opinion, <laughs> you maybe won't. So I think in a world, a male-dominated world, where masculinity wins, um, which we're trying to change, uh, I think people expect women to deliver things in a certain way. And that's why it's super important for me to hire super strong women or to work with super strong women or I, I attach myself to super strong women. I love that because it's so true. And it's, you do. But it's what's so important to it is that we need to change the dialogue. Mm-hmm. So many times I've heard you say in frustration or people say um, they've given you a hard time because oh, you know, she was rude or she was aggressive. The reality is it was just, you just delivered it plain and simple and you didn't, oh, <laughs> and thank you, and please. And, you know, you're just yeah. like, no, this is how we're fucking doing it. And if a guy said it, it would be totally fun, fucking fine. It's the exact same thing that, that Halla goes through. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and Deb Belcourt, someone else we work with. So I, um, that's the part. That I love about you, so I don't, that's not something you should change. Thank you. A hundred percent. And echoing what Coco said, it literally is true. Like Cleo goes in, she knows what she wants, when she wants yeah. it, and she going to tell you <laughs> yeah. that's what she wants and when she wants it. And if you do not yeah. deliver, no. And it's kind of, it, I think my mom used to say it. She's like, she doesn't mince words. And I enjoy that, right? Like it's she like She doesn't mince direct. words. I love, I love that. You just, it's, you know. You don't mess around. We don't, we and, don't and, beat and around the bush. That's that's appreciated, especially for someone who fucking lives in the place that she minces all of the words. I'm always doing a dance, you know? Those three adjectives at a time. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, thanks, guys. I'm glad my intimidation tactics are not a problem here. <laughs> See? Except it's not true. I don't try to intimidate anybody. It just is what it is. <laughs> I'll answer the question for both of you. Pollard, no. You're not intimidating. Um, but it's You un- know what's it's- funny, though? Because people are, like, intimidated by me when they don't know me. What? Really? Yeah. I don't- Isn't that odd? From I feel Cleo, like, actually, Cleo. sorry. I feel like if somebody didn't know you in a work setting, like, when we're, like, in pre-COVID, when there's events, like, when, when you're on and you're, like, in the zone, maybe? Yeah. But... I can't imagine in my whole Not life in anybody life. meeting you and being like, she's intimidating. Like, I think maybe around your friend circle because you're just, sorry, leaps and bounds above. Uh, you're leaps and bounds above where anybody in your age bracket. Hair so, so I think mm. for sure I would find, like, if I was a young 20-year-old and you were around, mm. I would find that incredibly intimidating. I have to remind myself that you're not in your 30s. So interesting. Yes. So if people say you're intimidating, I understand that, but but when you're around us, <laughs> you're like sweet as fucking pie and sometimes I'm like stop being so fucking sweet. I literally like, call her sweet pea. Yeah. Like my sweet pea. So does my aunt. <laughs> yeah, like it's cute and I like it and it makes me happy. Um and I think people are intimidated by you but not um, I think they're intimidated by your like social media profile, like, but not you, the human. Like, if they met yes. you in real life, 
It's I don't, like her success. Yeah. Like, like when they know what you've done. People always be like, I thought you'd be such a bitch. Yes, exactly. Like, Isn't that the best thing to hear? Yeah. <laughs> okay. it, like whoever says that, fuck off. Um, but but yeah, I feel like people and I've I've had people say to me in the past, like, oh, like, you know, I can't believe like Coco like answered my DM or something like that. And I'm like, what? And I mean it in the sense that like you're a regular human being who's has who's kind and all the things, but I know those things about you. So when people do that, I think that's what they're intimidated by, but not actually you as a human. I don't, again, I don't imagine anybody who met you could believe that you were intimidating. I think they might be like, she's a little quiet. Mm. <laughs> yes. I you know, but that's Until really you get it. me talking, <laughs> can't shut me up. Give her one tequila soda with heavy hand on the Woo! lime. <laughs> And uh, we'll turn a corner. <laughs> Chatty Kathy's out. What lesson took you the longest to unlearn? Whew! I have an answer. Go. Um, that my power as a singularly focused person is infinitely greater than my power as somebody who can multitask and be excellent even doing that. So explain. M- Literally what Coco was talking about earlier, um, the more I like remove things from my life that aren't, that are not serving me, the more I'm starting to realize that I have the space to use my brain in a, in a different way because I've been part of the hustle lifestyle for so long because, you know, you go to school and you find a job and you have to pay the bills and you have to do everything you need to do. And you become very excellent at, uh, like she said, operating at a really high capacity and still being excellent at that capacity. But when you start removing the things that aren't serving you as a person, as, you know, a creator, as an employee, as anything, um, and when you start to, like, use that same excellence to focus on one thing and to be singularly focused, I'm starting to learn. I'm starting to even see it. Like, just by slowly removing things from my life that aren't serving me, I'm like, oh, God damn it. I'm smart. Like, I still have the things that... I knew I had before, but now I have the room to like spread my wings, if you will. So that's, and it's taken a long time because I didn't, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand the power of singular focus because I've never been able to be singularly focused ever until now. So life lessons learned, guys. I swear if you just start doing that earlier, it'll be better. Who's next? I think I'm at the age now where like if, there's so many things I would tell my younger self. <laughs> There's so much bullshit. There's so much you get caught up in in the presentation of things rather than like what's actually important. So I think what has taken the longest time for me to unlearn is that I was not worthy or smart enough or good enough um, to, to have a seat at the table. So... Yeah, I think that's it. Just, just, it's taken me a long time to unlearn my negative speak to myself. And know your worth. And that's why you have hype bays around you. you Which know? is great, but you don't, the most powerful people, it's super important to have people that, that support you and are there for you. Um, but leaning on that all the time, because people will fail you no matter what. They will because yeah. we're all flawed and, and so we should. So the stronger that you can be and the more that you can believe your own smoke and give yourself your own flowers, 
uh, the faster that you'll get to the positions that you need to be in. Would I change things? I mean, a couple heartbreaks. <laughs> I'd take out maybe seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Just a mere seven. Just, you know, but I, the like things that have happened in my life have led me to where I am now um, and in the place where there's so many great things that I couldn't have done it. I couldn't have fast-tracked it. I couldn't have done it in a different way. So you I just, yeah. You can't experience. You can't. And so I think that's why now we lean into the, the piece where I hope that we can have conversations where younger women of color, and women in general, but women of color especially, can feel that strength and have that strength backed up with the confidence that they could do anything that they want to do. It's so true. Jeez. Don't give me drink. Yeah. And there's... <laughs> Welcome back, Debbie. We missed you. <laughs> Wolf will be here soon. So what's, the, what's the thing that I say? Um, uh, watch this, watch this. Watch catch this. this. Catch this. Oh, my God. It's going to start coming. No, yeah, it's, it's coming. coming. Don't it worry. You'll know, you'll know it's hit her when she's like, okay, but watch this, watch this. It's, it, it's, it's, um, it's, it's part of this. I love it, though. No, but it's part of this. So... Yes, my, it is. Yeah, you know, my um, inability to believe that I should have a seat at the table for so long. Then when I get in the zone or I had a little bit to drink and I had this false sense of confidence, when other people are talking, it was for so long, I could, never felt like I could talk at the table. And now when people are cutting me off, I'm like, fuck no, watch this, watch this, stop talking. And, and yeah. if you've been around, Yo. you know my... Um, my partner, he will talk the whole time and lovely human being. But as soon as I start saying my point, he will take my point and deliver it for me. I'm like, bro, I did not ask you. Allow me to deliver this conversation. And so I, I, I get hype and that gives me like I finally have the confidence in the space to be like, watch this. I got this. Like, like let me tell this story. We love it. We no, love I, that hype. I was there at the inception of the night that this started. Like I was, I was there. <laughs> I was present and sober for this night. By the way, oh my god, I, I hadn't say, been that drunk in my oh whole my sweet fucking life. <laughs> it was, and like, listen, I live for it because I'm about a good time. Um, and so for the inception of this thing, and it was a moment, and a moment that's carried over though, because the best part about it is that you now believe your smoke. Where you're like, nope, and but you believe your smoke in a way that like. It serves other people. So just for the record, the watch this piece is in usually almost in service of the other people who we're talking to in that moment who aren't believing in themselves or who aren't believing in their smoke or in their power, whatever. And you are just no longer tolerating it. You're like, no. You're boring me. Yeah. You're, you're like, <laughs> do uh, funny, better. Funny or be better. Right now. I need and a so new person. We want that. We'll take it. Uh, it's Probably one of my favorite things. Jimmy's like, stop telling her this is awesome. I'm like, it is. He's like, I'll kill you. I was like, I'll kill you. She's going to start pointing fingers and standing up. And I will start banging furnaces. Gunshot <laughs> in the air. The finger pointer. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. We need sound. We need the soundboard with the effects. I know, right? We do. That's going Damn. to be podcast That's, room. Yeah. We're getting oh. a soundboard. Yes, oh we're God. creating a podcast room, guys. We're going to take you along the journey. It's going to be lit. Lituated. I'm going to wrap up this question. So what lesson took you the longest to unlearn? Because we forgot what we were answering <laughs> at that point. <laughs> I feel like as cliche as it sounds, things are not always as they seem. It's literally a carry on to what both Cleo and Coco said 
as a young person, like growing up, you're always like, oh my God, I want that. No, give me that. And then you have it and you're like, but I'm still not fulfilled, right? And you think, oh, that person has the best relationship or that person has the best living situation. And when you know, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's not what it seems. So, like we said, live in the moment. Live for the experiential moments that happen. Hard to even say with COVID going on. But, like, our memories and when I look back at our videos and our photos and, mm-hmm. like, the nights we had out and the deep combos that we had and the breakdowns in the white room, like, it's all just a part of the yeah. story that we just – that made us as close as we are. Yeah. Uh, so, and there's also woo! like, it's like accepting the lessons that are coming with what you're in and learn them, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than, I mean, age has given me the perspective to allow for me to be able to be like, um, don't do that. Like, <laughs> and I, but do that if you need to do that. But I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. And Pilar will, Pilar will tell me a story and I, I'll, I'll tell her word for word what's going to happen. And seriously, what do you know? a week later, she'd be like, shocking. Coco. And Guess I'm like, what happened? You're like, remember when I told you that? Okay, cool. Like, I promise you, because like I've, I've actually lived those. But I think you should also live, live it. You know what I mean? Like, at the same time, I wouldn't take back any of the experiences that I had because you know, it gives you your life to look back on and the beautiful and crazy and wild and stupid and ridiculous moments. So true. But just know, like, it's cool to have different people around you and talk to your friends, talk to your people around you. I think a lot of times what people do is they hide their stories. They hide Mm -hmm. what's really going on because they want to present a way that a relationship is. But I know now, like me and Jimmy, we don't present anything. We will fight right in front of you. <laughs> wow. We don't give up. <laughs> we, nope. we, nope. we will also love our, each other right in front of you because for so long I had been in a relationship where, you know, it had to look a certain way. It had to feel a certain way. Fuck that. Fuck all that noise. People fight. People have in hard real times. Life. In and real it's time. so true. And that's, it's like <laughs> communication. I feel like time and time we've learned this as a team. Oh my God. We've Every learned time. this in relationships with friends, in relationships with family, in relationships with tings. Yeah. But like we, we forget it though. We forget it every so day. We do. We, every single time. A year time. ago, a year ago, in a couple of weeks. Oh my God. Almost we to were, the day. Yeah. We were in LA and we started this, this whole thing, right? And we connected and all of us like got on a better level. And like, we were like there and like in the mix, like doing the thing, seeing our potential COVID hit. And then we're away from each other and then everything starts to slide. Right. Mm -hmm. And the people start to be like, well, you're this, or there's that, and I'm not included, or this is this, and this is that. And it's just a reminder for you and your friends, like everybody has to be like gunning for each other and checking on them. And making sure, like, are we okay? And if you're mad at me, fucking tell me why. Mm-hmm. And, and let's, let's fix work it. it. Out. Let's talk Literally. about it. And like, that's what I find about the people closest to you. You, it hurts you yeah. to say, like, listen, I don't like the way that you spoke mm-hmm. to me in front of this person. Like, can we check ourselves? It was mm-hmm. like that. That did you guys watch that Meryl Streep movie? It was on Amazon. I think you watched it with Halla. Oh, I can't yeah, remember the yeah. name, but like these women are like 
like in their 70s going on 80s and they're fighting over something around something that happened 45 years ago and if that's not a life lesson my g (laughs) if that's all you take from this my girl call your friends and deal with your problems and move on from your issues because i promise you as soon as they come to the light of the day it's not as big of a fucking deal as it was in your head it's also probably because you just miss each other i feel like that's what happened to us a lot like we're like, we just need to be together sometimes. Yeah. And then we're like, mm, like, mm, love me. Like, yeah. we're like silly fuck shit, really like nonsense things. When if we had just like taken the time to be like, okay, let's just get together once a week or whatever to have our yeah. meetings, then it wouldn't be like that. Like things aren't going off the rails. But life lesson to everybody, guys, like part of the also hard part about that is let sleeping dogs lie after you squash it. Sorry, I want to say this because uh, real talk one thing I can't tolerate and like fucking rude Cleo's coming out right now, but like if we squash it, we squash it, leave it dead and leave it where it's at. And what we're not going to do is keep throwing shit in people's faces. That's some, that's horse shit. That's on both sides because I've, I've, I've actually encountered where someone has done some fuck shit and then apologized. And then as soon as they get a little tipsy, they bring that shit up nope. again. I, I, I nope. forgave you. You're no, not, tra- you are traumatizing me now no. with the trauma you already caused me. So let's just put that away. Leave it Para where it's bad. supposed Para to be. Bad. And it's even like people bringing shit up of like, well, no, like I did this for you. Like we, Coco and I have had this conversation where it's like, no. you're in a fight with like your main main. And they're like, well, well remember I when I did? And I'm like, mm mm, mm mm. No. I'm not even gonna go. Oh, we're not there. counting that. You though, wanna go tip for tat? Because I got a list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, and also this isn't a list. Like, yeah. what you're willing to do for somebody and what they're willing to do for you can't be the basis on which your friendship operates. Absolutely. That's nonsense. Not. So just saying, y'all, if you're gonna squash it, squash it. Don't be that person that's holding shit and like slingshotting other things. Like, no, don't do that. It's this nonsense. is your sign to let shit go. After you connect go. with that person, Let you know? Go. Oh, my God. Wildcard. Sing the chorus of your favorite song of all time. Get into it. Nope. Of all <laughs> but time. It's, it's definitely not Frozen, okay? Yeah. No, I, was in big, I don't know if I have a favorite song of all time. Oh, this is a good one. Hmm. What is a compliment you wish you received more frequently? So, guys, we took a break. Coco cooked for us. We had Who's more drinks. Who's still one on one hill? <laughs> it's all going downhill from here, but in the best way. We've had more drinks. And the next question is, I think the question is, what is what is a compliment you wish you heard more often or yeah. received more? <laughs> She's like, suddenly, I have a stutter. <laughs> it's, um, what's that thing? It's, I don't know. The question's something like that, if I'm being honest with you. I'm the only person who hasn't answered because I thought about it in, my, in our break time. They didn't. Um, and I'm <laughs> going to change the question more to fit what I need to answer. Wow. We're off to it's, a great it's start. It's less a compliment. From our break. It's less a compliment and more of like a thing I just wish I heard from people more. Okay. So I, I wish... Hold on, I forgot. <laughs> Oh, I wish that I heard from people more often that like they they want to like that they want to spend time with me or that they miss me. Like, I wish that people would ask me more to be like, hey, like, I really miss you or like I want to spend more time with you. And that's it. (laughs) 
I'm into that. You know, people always say they're like, it's so much more meaningful when someone says I miss you. Yeah. Versus I love you. Do you need those words like I miss you or not just like, hey, let's hang out? You need like. I miss you. No. I guess I don't think I need I miss you because that's what I equate it to. But like, it's nice when someone's like, hey, can you make some time for me? Like, I would like to spend time with you. That's probably more what I'm looking for. So it's not a compliment. It's just a thing that. Mm, I don't know. This is that. <laughs> Are you OK? No. <laughs> Are you unwell? Pilar uh, is choking. I'm unwell. <laughs> These are. This is delicious. And you? This meal is everything I needed and more. Okay, uh-huh. eat more. <laughs> the biggest compliment I wish I received. See, I don't know. I think you should both answer this. It's fun. Uh, I think maybe just like you're smart. You were smart. Yeah. You know, like I think a lot of things that come with being a creative is that anybody thinks that they can do it. So Great. like even if someone... Absolutely cannot do it. It has no patience or time for it. If they have a Pinterest board, they feel like they can do what I do. What you do. You cannot. The answer is no. <laughs> and so I think I think it would just be like it, it, that, that the in- intelligence is connected to the experience. Mm, insightful. I love that. Sweet pea. The intelligence is connected to the experience. Nope. Mic drop. I have, we're still at level two. We're not, we're much less sober than when we started. But I have a wild card question. Woo. Admit something. Woo. <laughs> Woo. Admit something. Admit something. Bow, bow, something, bow, bow, bow. something juicy, if you will. You know, I'm like, I don't. It's like always juicy or crying. Like, yeah. Oh, or crying. I mean, there's no in between here. Mushroom pasta. Our drinks are full. Yeah. She's pouring fat shots of Fuck fucking me. fireball. I know the way to a hangover. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> fireball. <laughs> Cheers of Cheers. 2021. Oh, it looks good for us. Let's go. 
Story time. Oh, V-Day vibe. By the way, I love cinnamon. Second oh. of all. Second of but all. But you hate cinnamon candles. Yes. I don't <laughs> I don't like any artificial anything. Sweet can- candles. Except are- for oh. pink, sweet, and low at a hotel in Beverly Hills. Probably, yeah. Mm. And Dico. So um <laughs> So the fake is to fake. <laughs> the smell. I don't like an artificial smell. Got it. Okay. Shout out to Dennis for giving me only the most beautiful scents in all of our parties. What's up? I so I um was in Whistler. And uh, Your favorite <laughs> <Here we> go. <laughs> so it's, it all starts with I was in Whistler. And if you know me, you know I don't fuck with winter, first of all. Second of all, I have um six inch pins in my hip. Um, two of them. So which would mean that skiing is probably not a good thing. So anything extreme just makes me feel like death. Uh so I was a praying, and let me tell you, Whistler is not. St. Moritz, okay? It is not a prey like France or Switzerland, let me tell you. So I was there with a crying, screaming child who did not want to go to her skiing lessons any day. Me too. And a prey involved starting to drink as soon as the bar opened. So it was poutine and fireball for a week. And let me tell you. Fireball tastes good going down, but it does not taste good coming back up. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we don't like it and we don't respect it. <laughs> oh my God, but it's delicious. Anyways. <laughs> and my sister, soon to be sister in law, is seriously the best human being on the planet. Shout and out to Maggie. We literally went on um, like poutine tastings, and have you have that. to have it with only a side in of Whistler. And only with, with a side, side of Fireball. fireball. Oh. oh. Oh my god! I don't. That's even the know. palate cleanser right let's, there, let's talk folks. Talk about heartburn. Uh, it's not. It's not like with a side of cognac. Okay, guys. No one's admitting anything. Oh, I'm not. Uh, what's the question again? Wild card. Admit something. What's a good admittance? I don't know. I try to be really, really positive and see always the light at the end of the tunnel, but I'm getting really nervous about COVID. And it's not COVID. I'm nervous about what we've done. Ooh, like to our world? To our world. Our economy, like and I want I want to protect people and I want everybody to be safe and healthy. But I'm starting to worry and have not a lot of faith in the people that are supposed to protect us. And I'm really starting to worry not only about the mental health of the people around me, um, but the health and welfare of people, people who might have cancer or a de- disease that's not getting diagnosed. And I'm really starting to worry about our, ban- our bounce back. So. Ooh, that was legit. That's deep. And on the COVID wave, it's like, I have to like lie to leave my house. I'm not seeing lots of people, but I definitely have my circle, which is you guys. And like three really good friends of mine. And like, your bubble. Right? My bubble. And I feel guilty. I'm admitting I feel guilty about leaving my house. So for things that you had never felt insecure or worried about. Ever. You're now worrying about these very, very minute things that will have a long lasting effect on your brain and the way you live the rest of your life. And so that's, that's, Facts. that's the key point. Mm-hmm. So we're addressing COVID. But all of the other things that are affected by COVID 
we're not addressing properly. And that is my, like my big, the, the fact the opioid um, deaths have mm-hmm. skyrocketed. The, the fact that people, including myself, are drinking way more than they would have drank before. Mm-hmm. Even, even when I've tied it up to just the weekend. People are coping the best way that they can cope. And we're not addressing, like, as a result of me not, like, going to therapy or, like, me even talking to my friends because I'm, I'm not a good on the phone. I don't like talking on the phone. Right? So if you're not it's in front of me, same. I'm not telling you a story. I, I'm not giving. So then I'm packing it in. And then my, and then you un, you unleash that. But, not lu- just but you, no, everybody. but luckily, yeah. luckily, I have the space to do that. Of course, there's so many people that don't have the space to do that, to do that. There's Tyrone posted something the other day, um, that was really poignant. It was, I want you to stay home, and I hope you can stay home. But in the event that home is a dangerous space, and this is not for me, mm-hmm. but for people who live in abusive situations. Please call out to this. But someone has to find that number. Someone has to find that access. And we're not even talking about people, um, middle class people who have access mm-hmm. to things. We're talking about people like who have no access. Who have no access. And what are we doing other than shooting them a check to support that? Yeah, but the thing is, like, money is not enough to solve no, that problem. No, money you never solves fucking money. anything. Trust me. No, you can't like, delete. We, but you can't throw money at a problem and expect that that's going to solve what it is. We've, like, literally done it with First Nations people when we did reconciliation. We're like, we give them money. Like, bro, it doesn't work that way. Like, the world doesn't work that way. The world does not work that way. But it's funny because we were even saying, we're like, we've been in COVID times for one year. One year. And it feels like nothing's changed. How sad is that? It's almost um, kind of interesting that we're sitting here right now, a year later. A year later? After, like, really, I remember us packing up, leaving L.A. Should have probably stayed longer, could have stayed longer. I remember having panic um, coming up to it because I ran into... um, like a cleaning lady on the floor in the hotel. And she was like, you know, everybody here is worried about uh, earthquakes, but we're not addressing the real problem. That was when you guys left. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? We really have to get out of here. And then we were in the airport and it was weird in the airport. And the guy sitting beside me, like me and Pilar were like, we got upgraded. We're out there and we're on our pods. We're like chilling. We're like happy. We're like, I'll have a drink. Like we're about to go, you know, like let's go. The guy beside me was slowly... Every five seconds slipping on hot water because the news then was that, like, if you keep on drinking hot water, it's going to kill the virus. Oh, my God, right, with the hydration. Fully hydrated. And and hot water. And I was like, me and you were like, ooh. Except that in 24 hours, though, guys, the other side of the story is that they're chilling in the airport. Literally 24 hours later, I was still in L.A., woke up to a message from Coco, and she's like, get the fuck home right now. She's like, get on a plane. She's like, here's my credit card. I don't care what happens if you don't like get on a plane right now. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. So whoa. and That's you, and you remember in the beginning of COVID that, that like it, it was a slow burn. And then all of a sudden it was like borders are shutting down. MBA's, like everybody's in, like everything was closing. And at first it was kind of like a weird rumor. And L.A. felt like this la la land. We were in the they, like, like total like everybody was ignoring it. And then when we came back to Toronto, it was like, fuck. <laughs> and we still didn't do it right. No, and we still wasn't done right. Oh, guys, I hope you're enjoying this podcast because as more of the drinks flow, the better this shit gets. I'm not going to lie. 
my hair's all big. <laughs> Whatever, man. You know what? We're having a good time. This is where it's at. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> Whatever. I, I'm having a great time. Same. I 60%, 40%, I mean, believe, like, especially as a result of COVID, like, I'm so, like, physically lonely from somebody. And then, like, because of what's happened over, like, the last year, I'm, like, almost convincing myself that I'm, like, I might be, like, I might not ever meet someone. And I might be alone. No. Like, no, dead ass. That's my, that's my admission. Like, and I feel like I talk about it all the time, but, like, the idea that, like, physical affection that I'm starved of as a human being on a regular basis for such an extended period of time is so extreme now that I literally am at the point where I'm like, um, I don't know if I'll meet another person because of the way the world is. We can't do anything. We can't go out. I'm afraid to online date. I go on walking dates with people and I'm like, this is, I, this is very like, it's very hard and I'm trying so hard to be out there. You're trying to do it. And I'm like, oh, maybe this is going to be like my life. Maybe this is going to be my life where, like, I'm just going to have to yield and, like, I might be, I might for real be alone. I've heard this. This is, like, so fucking sad. And I've heard this a couple times in the last two weeks from people. Yeah. It's for real. And this is what I mean about, like, the collateral, collateral damage of COVID, right? Because we don't know how to function this way as a society. We've never had to go through this. Um, we're also not in the space where we've been in it long enough where people are now like making full prohibition, like, you know, underground things to make things happen. So we're used to meeting people in certain ways. And sometimes it like a lot of times it's on social media, but then it's, it's paired up with like a meeting physically. Because mm-hmm. there's a, like right? an actual action that comes with the thing. It's also forcing people into this sense of like, okay, we'll go on a walking day. And then like the next step is fucking or nothing. Right. Literally. So that so that's problematic to like development because people feel rushed into moving into a space that maybe they didn't have to before because they could court, they could go out for dinner, they could do all these things, you could go for coffee. Literally, I was driving, I had to go pick something up in Richmond Hill. And I had to go pee. And, and I'm driving doing? back, literally, I stopped at um Starbucks, the washroom was closed. I stopped at a Tim Hortons, the washroom was closed. I stopped at uh, a McDonald's, the washroom was closed. I'm like, do I have a jug in my car? And and so like to the point that you like your human facility, like you can't take care of yourself in that way. How are you going to meet someone to then meet with to then to create a life create with. a life with in this space? <laughs> no, literally, and that's it. You literally can't. Like I've been on so many walking dates, and not only have I been on walking dates, but then I'm like. You try to find a solution after that. Because you're like, okay, great. Like, we had this walking date. It's fine. Like, you're cool. And then one guy I was talking to was like, well, maybe, like, I can come over. I can cook for you. You can come to my house. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no I don't. I'm like, Because it instantly it, has to be so intimate. Right? And, and I'm like, zero to 100. And it's like, now you know where I live now. You oh, my God. And now you're inside my house. Like, you're in my house. Yeah. And 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 you are in like, my like Ajax or wherever like, he lives. And I'm like, I'm I don't know how to go to Ajax and like enjoy this experience without feeling like very alarmed about it. And I actually like pulled my thing where I didn't go in, but I was like, I I don't think that we're in a space right now where you and I can actually date to do that. And then and then it like it's like a self-loathing thing because then you're like, oh my God, like this person's nice. Like he was lovely. 
this person's kind and I couldn't even give it a chance. But like, what do you do? You can't date like normal humans. So then you're just like, well, I guess it is what it is. And then and then people who are in long-term relationships, they're discovering new things about their partners that they didn't know before. Sometimes they don't like each other. Exactly. Yeah. So when your partner was spending 80% of their time at work and now they're in front of your face and you're like, my God. I might and this is not you. my situation. I, I, but I can appreciate a lot of situations. Trust me, Jimmy and I drive each other crazy. So that there's that too. But I can imagine if you if you had certain things that were bothering you about that person, they're very much highlighted right now. And it, it very much has something uh, something to do with the square footage of space that you have to spend around someone. Figure up each other's assholes. And now throw know. winter into that motherfucker. Stop. And you're Ooh. not even allowed to go on a walk. That's the thing. It's like now being like taken from our walks. At least in the summer, we could do park oh days. We could bring our we could alcohol. do something. Could, or yeah. our, back, uh, our backyard. I remember one person, um, someone super close to us saying to me, because we would have these little like get togethers at distance in the backyard. And people would say, your, your backyard is like Shangri-La. Because when we come back here, there's just a feeling for a moment that not mm-hmm. like we're not in COVID times. Great. Oh my God. You know? 100%. Facts on facts on motherfucking facts. We could facts. sit and talk and we would stay up till four o'clock in the morning because you just literally, you literally were finally able to talk to someone in the face yeah. <laughs> and feel their emotion and enjoy that. Not from a screen that's glitching and like you're stressing because you're like, what are you saying? Like, I don't know. I lost you. Someone bring <laughs> us back to summer at headquarters 31. It's our vibe. Now I'm so sad that it's not summer and we're Nope. Like, do it. We're doing level three. We're moving on to the next one. Based on what you learned about me, does my social media accurately reflect who I am? Why or why not? Hmm. I'll take this one. Go I off. think that when you are being vulnerable on social media, you are the most authentic person like as as close to your like real life self as you are. I think that obviously social media is social media. So what you see on that space is still a part of who you are. It's just curated. But when you take a moment or like when you're on like a Debbie or a Wolf tip or you want to say something about the real life shit about, you know, being in a relationship or having a kid or like the difficulties of anything, when that is 100% who you are in real life is aligned with that. So that's the part that I, as somebody who knows you super well and spends a lot of time with you, I know that that's the part that people love the most. And I also wish that you would share more of it. You know, I think you've gotten better at sharing more of it, but it's my favorite thing because I think it's what makes you relatable. And it's so aligned with who you are in real life that everybody should know that. Like when you see Coco, like she's, she's going to like tell you about something or she's like, hey, here's what I was feeling today. That shit is legit. That's as plain as if she and I were having a late night conversation on a Saturday night at two in the morning, that's the same shit that you're seeing in real life. So yes, your social media is aligned with who you are in terms of your aesthetic and in terms of the beautiful things that you love to showcase and, and whatever. But when you get down into the vulnerable nitty gritty stuff, it is... You 100% of the way, period, point blank. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. It's true. 
Um, so then I guess my, for both of you, no. Like, absolutely not. Well, I don't post anything. Well, you do post. And, and you, wow. you once every two months. Um, <laughs> so that's why. Like, it's not, like, if, if someone was to take a snapshot, they, it, they wouldn't get the feeling or the vibe of who no. you actually are because it's, like, a cute phrase that someone you talked talked about with and then posted or um you know and then it's done it lives and it dies yeah okay so we're at our last question no one is sober right now it's nine ten, nine, <laughs> 10 p.m. It's like 2 a.m Let, like we've been at the it's 9 10 p.m on a friday <laughs> And we're fucking COVID. Do. Like that's COVID for you. And we I'm gonna be honest, I don't give a fuck. So here's the final question, ladies. What do you think I should know about myself that perhaps I am unaware of? So we answer this for the other. Naturally. I'm kicking us mm. off, Cleo. Katrina Get Smart. It. She Katriona. is a creative genius. And it's a real thing. It's so true what she was Ooh. saying previously. People always, I feel like 10 years ago, people are putting weight on business, that side of business at least. And now they're like, we need the creatives. We need the creativity. And I always said about a year ago on our team, I'm like, it's so funny how it's changed. So the weight is on creativity. People Mm. want experiential. They want events. They want touch points. And if you listen back to our episode where Cleo and I basically interview Coco, It's so funny because she was saying how she needed to ensure every touch point was memorable. And like, that was the journey. That was the guest experience. And I'm like, you have like created that with some of the biggest brands in the world in 2020, 2020, 2021. Like people come to her for ideas. Like, can I pick your brain? Don't ever say that. (laughs) Do not ask that question. We did a whole podcast on it and we, I still get messages. Can I pick you? I'm like, you're like, please refer to podcast episode season one, yeah. episode three. I wish I was that. I wish I had that. I need $500. You need that. You. Like, dad ass, creativity, dreaming up big ideas and actually executing them. Major key. Major Tell them, key. P. Tell them. Um, I'm going to jump on this train with you, sweet P. Woo! I'm so, going to go hide in the bathroom. No, you're not. I just discovered that my microwave still has the plastic on it. <laughs> I've lived here for fucking five years. The Jamaican's coming out. I was literally like, that's peak Jamaican. My TV had the this Holy shit on it. Shit. My TV had stop, this, the stop. thing on I it too. I swear I heated something up no, in your microwave it's so the other funny. day and this I didn't incredible. notice. I just want you guys to know she tried to do that as a diversion for, because she doesn't like to get compliments, but it's not going to work gonna here, keep going. ma'am. So I'm going to hop on this. So if anyone's wondering, the question is, what do I think? What do you think I should know about myself that perhaps I'm unaware of? So what Katrina is unaware of, even though I've told you this 107,000 times, can you just be open and accepting, please? Cinnamon, whiskey, or tequila. Well, we can have anything we want after this because you know what? It's only 914 and dad's not home, so. (laughs) And it's our last question. But (laughs) I think what you're not aware of is that you are the person that people look to. So you're a leader. And I think you've not like considered yourself a leader for a long time in many of the things that you've done. Um, And by people, I mean me specifically, because I don't really look to anybody except you. And I mean it in the sense that 
Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go somewhere with you guys. Take you somewhere fun. So the thing about submission is that um, submission has to be willful, in my opinion. So you don't have to submit... Submission isn't always like a weird sexual thing. It's a thing. <laughs> Thank you it's for not, clarifying. It's not, it's not BDSM. It's not we were BDSM. all wondering. But submission is something that you give um, willingly, meaning like you willfully will submit to someone who you trust. And you are so trustworthy and so thoughtful and so intentional about the things that you do that even for myself, somebody who is not a submissive person like at my core, I'll like submit to you because I trust you. And I trust you to do the things that are in the best interest of myself, that are in the best interest of like what we're trying to do. Because your intention as a person, like everything you want to do is always centered around service to the people that matter most to you. And I think that's something, it's like flowers that you've not been given because I think that what ends up happening is you said it, you attach yourself to people who are super powerful. So you defer to them as like the leader. And you defer to them as the people who know better or whatever the case is. But I actually think that you know better than all the people that you defer to. So you're the person that, like, I defer to, for example. Like, if I'm like, ooh, I don't know what to do, I'm like, who do I call? Katrina's the first person. I'm like, oh, let me call Gogo. And it's a thing that I think that you haven't had, like, you haven't been given your flowers for because... Again, you recognize like where you are as a person. You like attach yourself to people who are so confident in the things that they do. And you're not confident in the things that you do, but you're never, you never fucking miss. You never fucking miss. Mm-hmm. So you're not confident sometimes in the things that you do and you're like, uh, uh, uh. But Katrina, you never miss. You're not wrong about people. Everything you touch turns to gold. Every person that you believe in, if they if they have the space for it too, there's nothing but magic that comes from that. And even if that means like you guys leave and go your certain ways at whatever point you do, everything you touch turns to gold. And chills. that chills because and chills. that shit right there is something I think that you don't know or maybe. You haven't been told enough because nobody realizes it, right? So you come into people's lives and they come into your lives and everybody serves a purpose, yourself included. But something funny that happens, and I've witnessed it myself, is you come into the lives of people and they think like, oh, I can do this and like, I can be better and I can, I can be her. Whereas if what people realize during that time is like, but you don't have to do it that way. And that if you would get on board, like, for the betterment of the team or the betterment of everybody, including yourself, you would serve you so much more because you are someone who is in service to others. It makes you happy. You literally said it tonight when you're like, I wish you would ask me to cook for you because it makes me happy. That's something silly, but it's true. Yeah. So that is something I think that you're not aware of that, like, you don't really realize the power of, like, what you hold inside of you, like to the point where I mean, like it all be like very transparent and vulnerable. Like, I don't really care if somebody feels any way about something. I care if you feel a way about something. I care if you don't agree with something or if you're like, oh, I don't like what you're doing or I don't like how you're behaving or I don't like any of the things. I care about I care about what you think as much as I care about what either one of my parents would think or like my sister or like if someone's like you're not you're not acting right or yeah. you're not acting in a way that I think is aligned with how you are. And that doesn't happen often. So 
take a moment and like, I hope that you sit and you bask in this thing that maybe people don't say to you a lot because of who you are and because you have this imagined version of what people think is success or whatever, whatever the thing is. You are an inspirational leader. Preach. And you're a bad bitch. I want to go to sleep now. No, you're not allowed to. We're gonna have so much fun after this. <laughs> no, you're not allowed. Thanks, guys. This is um, Korean. This is a great game. We've we've really had a great night. I'm, I'm really we did good. Does anybody else work here? Yeah. What's the question again? <laughs> Thank you so much for saying those incredible things about me. I, I have a hard time hearing it, but I, I love that you both took the time to say like lovely things about me during this podcast because um, I think what's important for people to take away and not all these incredible things that you guys have said about me, but that there might be someone in your life that you think has it all together or um, has things that you don't have or, you know, they just, they, they have something that maybe you want and you feel that as a result of that, you, you don't need to take care of them or you don't need to tell them that they're smart or nice or beautiful or worthy or welcomed or appreciated. And I hope that you do that. I think that one of the things in my life with my people is that I always want to remind them how great they are because I know that when you're reminded of how great you are, that you'll be even better. And that a lot of people weren't told when they were growing up because we all grew up in a place probably where the idea was that you needed to work hard and find your place. And if you're a, a minority or, or a person who was raised by someone who was a minority, the reality was that you needed to work harder. And I hope that everybody listening realizes that they're good enough as they are, that you're good enough as you are. And you can be better and you can be anything you want to be if you believe, if you work hard, you ask the right questions and you advocate for yourself. Um, and I know it feels lonely and daunting a lot, um, but just know there's an escape out of a lot of places in North America. And I'm not talking about a war-torn country or, or some, somewhere where there's not a lot of access to mm -hmm. the things that we have when we have here. And I have two amazing women with me who I do this podcast with. And um, Pilar, I want you to know that, I, and I've told you this before, and as you, as, as I've said before, in this actual podcast, <laughs> you are in so- In fact, we have it on tape. You're, you're so magnificent and so many miles ahead of- where you should be, where people would think you should be at this moment. Um, know that if you were around a lot of different leaders, the idea would be that you would be a threat because you are so good. But I hope you know and understand that being around us and being around um, myself or Hala, even Cleo, like people that are 10, 15 years older than you, that our support of you is because we see so much talent that we just, I, we want to support it. I want to support it. That sometimes if it means that we have to support you to let you go, or we have to support you to like fold you in, whatever the case may be, you are one in a fucking million. Bazillion gajillion. Like, like, and so if you have 
people around you that if you ever feel like a little bit of hate or not a lot of support, it's only because you are one in a million. It has nothing to do with Like you. literally ah. listen to a speech that Drake did today when winning a Grammy oh, after being oh. so shafted by so many Grammys. And he actually said, you don't need this accolade or this award because people are lining up and people are streaming your records and people are doing this because you are so good. I can put you in a fucking room with a multi-fucking national corporation that I feel nervous about. And you're like, hey, and you fucking own it. So swallow that. And all of you super young 20-year-olds, follow this girl and get to know her because she's who you want to be. (laughs) So your turn, Cleo. Get it. So... I, the older I get, the more that I realize that I've come to a position in life where I can choose who I work with and who I want to be around me. So one of the reasons that um, we talked about attachment to people who are powerful and who are strong, you are one of those people. You're powerful and strong, and that's why I chose you to be around and be in our situation. I don't want the nice Cleo as you, as you arrive in the world. I don't want you to... Uh, calm yourself down, quiet yourself. I want Cleo. So you're not working in this situation with us because I want you to be a presentable version of Cleo. I only want you. So understand that that's your power. And if you were a man 10 years ago, you would have understood that power. Mm. So now you're living in the power and you're supported by a group of females who think the same thing. So now it's time to actualize that. You are strong. You are smart. You have fucking 500 degrees. You wasted way too much time in school. And like, congratulations for having those things. But know now that you don't need um, accolades or acceptance by anybody, but you can take anything that's given to you and run with it. And anybody who's trying to hold you down is not the person or people that you need to be around. So as soon as you believe your magnificence, as much as you say you believe your magnificence, there's no stopping <gasps> you or anybody around you. Okay, mm. bye. Mike fucking drop Katrina Ooh. Smart. I mean, she's not wrong. Fireball. Fireball. <laughs> fireball. That's exactly what we're going to get up to. Cleo, do you have any last words before I tell our fam what they need to do? Pilar, just again, like what Katrina said is she couldn't have put it any better real talk and anybody who has a business, anybody who's worked in any space knows, first of all, it's very difficult to find competent, outstanding people. Never mind competent people who are outstanding and like a delight to be around. So you don't ever have to apologize for being you first things first. And number like the more important part and you've grown leaps and bounds. So I just want to like put this out here. You've grown leaps and bounds in the way of like you being able to draw a boundary and to say no and to be like, actually, no, that's not going to work for me. But if I could give you anything, because it's taken me a long time to realize it and like people are continuing to be patient and all the rest of it, the power of being singularly focused is something, it's an, it's something different. And when you make the decision to be like, okay, I'm going to do that. And you make that decision on your own. It's something else. You, are so powerful as you are when you're like, when you're excellent. But being excellent, I, I get it. Because when you're excellent, you're excellent. Nobody can fucking talk to you about that shit. You're excellent. And you know you are. Like, 
Nobody can tell you you're not, bitch. You can tell me I'm not because I'm all you want, but fuck you. doesn't matter. But when you're given the space to be, to spread your wings and to fly, and when you allow yourself to know that, like, actually it's okay for me to be like, no, it's not going to work for me and let me fly, your whole shit, will, everything you do will change. So I hope that you don't learn that as late as in life as I learned that. I hope you learn that in life like much earlier and I hope that you like listen to the people who are literally saying like we like she wants you to fly. I want you to fly. We all want each other to fly. Don't let that hold you up until you're 33 or whatever it is to be able to know that because nobody is going to let you. Nobody's going to let you fall. So even if you fucking get kicked off the edge of this bridge, like you're not going to fall. We're not going to let you fall. I won't let you fall. She won't let you fall. We're not going to let you fall. So there's literally like no world where you won't, where you can fail. You can't fail. It's not possible. That's it. I'm at a <laughs> loss for words. I want to cry. I want to finish the bottle of Fireball. It's a 40. Like It's there it's for fat. you. It's there for you. And I was like, I don't this has been this emo and amazing. And clearly we all love each other and we care about each other and we want the best for each other. Obvious. And we hope the same for you. You know, and if you want to keep this podcast going as much as we do, you are going to a follow us on Spotify, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like and subscribe and rate us five stars on mm -hmm, Apple. Mm -hmm, Let's mm -hmm. go and share and, it with your friends. Right? And tell us what you want to hear next. Also, just for a record, guys, like what the fuck do you want us to talk about? We're always open to ideas. We like it. Right. We like it. So and also something exciting. Very quick. We are going to be more present on clubhouse yeah. as a team we we're gonna are. start doing clubhouse little dates so stay tuned and up to date with at coco and co that's c-o-w-e if you are a first time listener we promise we got you welcome. and yeah welcome we love you and we've we're so expecting happy expecting you yeah we've been waiting for you and this is the first episode <laughs> that you're hearing like you're in for a goddamn treat you met the buckle realist up. tonight buckle up <laughs> happy friday I, Hap ne I never want to hear this back <laughs> we're not you? listening to this amazing. back it's gonna be stunning it's gonna be 10 out of 10 thank you it's time thank you and good night
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.